Hello, everyone. Welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here as always. My name is Carly Aquilino, and I'm just happy that you're all here. I'm happy about it. And, and I will stop doing that. And I, and I won't do the British. I won't. We're going to hang it up. We're going to hang it up on the shelf. But there is, there is something about it. And I love it. We love to see it. All the girls back again. All right. And, I, and that was the last time, and I will stop. But hi, you guys. Hope you had a great week. We're back on a Monday. I had quite, quite the week. First of all, well, first of all, let's, let's get this right up top of the episode. It's Pride Month. Happy Pride. Happy Pride to the LGBTQIA pluses. We love it. We love you. Um, also, this past week, I met quite a few secret keepers just out and about living my life. Um, one story in particular really stood out to me and I have been thinking about it, you know, several times a day since it happened. I was at the beach with my friend and we saw this, we were walking, collecting shells. And I saw this ladybug on the, sh- in, on the seashore. Okay. Um, why are you on the seashore? You're a bug. It, it seemed as if she was trying to take her own life. She, it seems like she was trying to take her own life, this ladybug, because she was walking straight into the ocean and she's a bug. What are you doing, babes? What are you doing? So I scoop her up and I'm like, this is my new ladybug. Because some of you might remember Susan, the ladybug that I captured. And then I set it free in my house, thinking that it was going to like be my pet and that I never saw it again. And then months, months later, I was laying on my couch. I was on the phone with my mom and I'm looking up at the ceiling and I go, oh, it's Susan. Susan's here. My mom's like, who? I was like, Susan, you freak. Anywho, I find the ladybug. I I think I'm going to take it home. And we get back to our blanket. I'm putting the ladybug like under this thing in my bag so that it could get a little shade because I said, I think my girl's hot. You know, her name, her name started off as Jennifer and then it, it, it kind of evolved to Jenny Craig. An icon in the 90s and the early 2000s, if, if you don't remember, if you're too young. So I put, I'm putting Jenny Craig in the uh, bag and these girls, like, and I'm talking to the bug. Like, I'm like, girl, you almost died. Like, <laughs> watch where you're going. You're walking into the ocean, you freak. And next thing I know, while I'm having this conversation, th- these two girls are like walking up the beach. They were leaving and they were like, oh, Carly, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're secret keepers. And I was like, hi guys. Oh my God. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed that I'm like talking to a, but like, of course, this is the thing when you guys, maybe I'm never doing anything cool ever, ever. I'm never looking cool. I'm never doing anything cool. I'm literally not them meeting me when I'm talking to a bug and showing them the bug. I was like, it is cute. They were like, it is. And then I showed them my shells. So it was very, it was giving third grade. It was giving third grade and they were really nice. So shout out to them. I apologize. When, when, when they walked away, I said to my friend, I said, do you think when people meet me, they were like, just so unbelievably disappointed. <laughs> people who listen to my podcast, she's like, yeah. <laughs> but saw you guys. Hello. I also, another secret keeper said hi when I was at a restaurant with a man, with a man. Okay. It was about seven Aperol spritzes in but I was excited to meet her. I was very excited. 
And speaking of men, um, well, let's just start here. I did go to a man's house, which I should, which, which, you know, we shouldn't be doing that um, because it is pride month and I'm not proud of it. I'll tell you that much right now, but I was in his bathroom and I, and I looked on the counter and I saw a, what I would describe as a vat of Sol de Janeiro bum bum cream and the girlies that get it, get it. So I see this Sol de Janeiro bum bum cream. And I said to him, I said, who's a uh, Sol de Janeiro bum bum cream is this? He's like, it's mine. I said, this is yours. He said, yeah, it smells really good. I said, I know I have it because I have a vagina. I sang it. <clears throat> I said, I have a vagina. That's why I have the Sol de Janeiro bum bum cream. And he was hysterical laughing. I'm like, <clears throat> okay, red flags. But what are you going to do, girls? You know, it is the summer of the girlies uh, at the end of the day. And we knew that going into it. But um, <clears throat> why am I so freaking? You know, I did go out last night. I did go out last night. Um, but I really wasn't. I, I don't know why I'm losing my damn voice. Anywho, guys, another thing about men that I want to talk about is I saw the movie Men. That's my recommendation for this week. The movie Men, it's an A24 movie. It's in theaters now. I saw it with my friend and it what it's definitely a horror movie. Um, and parts of it are just way too gory for me. Like I can't with the gore. Like to me, we could cut the gore out completely. I'm never see it again. And I would be so happy about that. But I do like scary movies. This was more of like a thriller, like a psychological thriller. It reminded me for some reason of that movie Mother with Jennifer Lawrence that came out many, many years ago. But um, it really, the first thing I liked about it was it wasn't too long. It was like an hour and a half, hour and something. Um, but in that time, they really, you know, tackled <clears throat> a lot about what it is to be a woman, just constantly being gaslit and made to feel crazy and, you know, everything's your fault. And I'm not going to give anything away like the storyline wise, because it really, really is good. And I, and I, would want you guys to watch it. So I don't want to give anything away, but, um, it's, it's kind of sat with me the last couple of days. I saw it on Friday and I'm like, wow, that really was a great movie. Just little parts of it that I'm, that I'm recognizing. Um, it's just, it felt, even though it was like sp spooky and like definitely a little depressing what was happening. Um, it's like, wow, really, we all live the same experience. And to see it in a movie was kind of unbelievable. So if you guys want to have a little discussion about that, if, if you see it, do let me know. I would love to kind of go through that on the podcast, but I don't want to give anything away for my girls. But uh, if you go into that movie theater, you know, coming off an experience involving some Sol de Janeiro bum bum cream, you're, you're leaving that theater hating men. <laughs> That's the thing. But um, no, we're kidding. We, we love them. We love them. Uh, I also wanted to talk to you guys about this uh, interview that's gone viral with the guy. Uh, you know, let me actually see. His name is Liam. His name is Liam from One Direction, Liam Payne. And I was never a One Direction fan. I think I was a little too old when they were super popular. But I love Harry Styles. I love Harry Styles. I love them now. Um. But this guy that was in One Direction, 
he did this interview on Logan Paul's podcast and clips of it have been going viral because he was, he was ugh, like literally ick. Like I got the ick watching this and I never have heard from him before. He was, he was just talking shit. Um, which was interesting because that's something that we rarely see is these people who were major, major celebrities. I mean, one direction was a huge, I mean, I'm sure they broke records in some way. Um, they were a huge band. So we never really hear from people in this way, like after the fact, many years after the fact, you never really know about the, there's always speculation about who fought who and who didn't like who and who was an asshole and who did drugs and all that stuff. There's always kind of speculation and rumors about it, but we never have an interview with this person. And I was like obsessed with the fact that that even happened. Right. I'm not, you know, I don't think it was the right choice for him. And he was so icky and gross. And I actually don't like him at all. Um, cause he kind of, he, he showed his ass during that interview, but it was really interesting to see. <clears throat> and it kind of brought me to this question, like, do we, or not, we do they like people who were in, um, iconic bands or TV shows or something like that? Um, do they have a, uh, should they preserve the way you think about them? Like, is it right for him to go out and kind of low key drag his, you know, ex bandmates? Um, he didn't say anything about anyone specifically. Like he wasn't like, Oh, Harry did this or whatever. He did make one comment about Zane and Zane's wife. Um, obviously Gigi Hadid, not Zane's wife, uh, Gigi Hadid. He made one comment that was just kind of in poor taste. And after that, just alluded to the fact that he got into a fight with somebody and he's like, um, he goes, yeah, one of the band members pushed me up against the wall. And I told him, if you don't remove your hands, uh, if you don't get your hands off me, you're never going to use them again or something like that. I'm like, could you be more British? If you don't remove your hands, you're never going to use them again. Vibes. What'd you think about that one? If, if you said that to somebody anywhere else, they would be like, huh, you're going to remove my hands. <laughs> you're going to give me surgery. <laughs> I am so damn done. I'm done. Men and their egos. I swear to God. And this guy, that's what it was. It was he, he started talking about record sales and this and that. And he, they built the Simon Cowell built the band around him and everybody else was just like an afterthought. And he was the best, you know, whatever type of bullshit he was saying. It just seemed very much like there was no purpose of the interview other than to just feed his own ego. And, um, I personally do think like, someone doing an interview like that, someone that wasn't a boy band and a lot of people grew up loving One Direction, like that was their childhood. That's something nostalgic. You kind of do, I think, have a responsibility as a, as someone like that um, to preserve those thoughts. It's like, if you if your parents get divorced and, you know, you don't want to hear bad things about each other, Like, you don't want them to be saying bad things about each other. It's just like, hey, let's preserve the nice memories that we have, right? Um, Of course, it's not that extreme, but one of just like a off the top of my head comparison, I do think that um, 
it was very interesting just to kind of see the psychological um like aftermath kind of of being so famous and in a boy band because they were just his mannerisms he was very kind of immature and I'm like is that because he was famous when he was like a kid and he didn't have like a normal teenage life and he didn't have a normal upbringing and you know things like that I'm just like oh it's I kind of like studied it I was like wow and and everything he said was just to kind of feed his own ego that there was no reason for him to be telling the stories about whatever, but it's also like, you know, Logan Paul, I I'm not like, uh, really familiar with a lot of stuff that he did because that's another thing that I, I feel like I was too old when he was super popular. I've met him a couple of times. He seems nice. Like, but I've never like shot the shit with him. I don't know. Um, he seems really smart and like calm and collected. I think as a podcast host, he's good. Uh, and they were kind of letting him just kind of go off, but you could see them being a little uncomfortable sometimes. And like, just things he would say, they would just be like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. You know, it's just like, he was being corny. Um, but I do think that like Logan Paul's podcast, that was the only one that I've seen, but, um, definitely seems like a boys club, right? It's like when men get around each other and they feel like they have to impress each other and, uh, you know, say certain things and prove that they're cool and, you know, whatever it, it can be like a little bit dangerous, but that was really interesting. I would be interested, um, what you guys, what you guys feel about that. I was like, Oh my God, not the damn one direction guy. And now I'm like looking, I just typed it into my thing and it's like, he apologized to Zane because he made a comment about Zane being abusive. Um, and then the, it says Bryce Hall offers to fight Liam Payne after Logan Paul podcast. The thing with this guy, I, I don't know who Bryce Hall is and nor do I care. And, and I refuse to Google him because he, he he's one of those. I could already tell just by looking at him and I don't know anything about this guy. I could just tell by his hair in this little thumbnail photo that he is one of those TikTok guys. You know, those TikTok guys with the fluffy hair, that's him. You know, I always joke around. I'm like, oh my God, these are like the guys that, you know, these are the guys that like young girl, they're like the heartthrobs of this generation. But then I look at what I was attracted to as like a young girl and I'm like, yeah, no, this, this tracks actually, this is actually probably better. <laughs> Cause the way men were dressing when, when we were, the way we were dressing too. I mean, it was horrendous. It was horrendous, but, uh, let's get to, let's get to, oh no, I just got a freaking email from the woman. I just sent her an application for this apartment. She's like, your, your application was blank. I'm like, what? I filled that bitch out. God damn it. You guys. But anywho, let's get to the emails, emails, the, the meat and potatoes. You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and we will read it on the potty. So this one says green M&M and garbage man. Hi, Carly and the kitty babies. Been a longtime fan, but somehow just found out you had a podcast. So just picked a random spot to start listening and made it to the saga of the green M&M. I heard this podcast a while ago that was given the history of the green M&M. I think her story will surprise you. Uh, they get into the green M&M around the 20 minute mark. Okay. And then she sends a link to a episode. Love to see it. 
And I will, I will tune in for that because you guys know, I love knowing little facts about stuff. And it says also me and my best friend love you. We think you're the funniest ever. Oh, thank you so much. And she's dating an NYC garbage man. (gasps) No, she's an icon and a legend. And we live for her and we strive to be her. She's dating an NYC garbage man and her brother is an NYC garbage man. (gasps) Not her brother being an NYC garbage man. So girly, we got the inside scoop. Just say the word and me and my BFF will hook it up. Girl, I've been saying the word. The way that I've manifested dating a sanitation worker at this point, it's such a powerful way. Um, It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, she says it'll be like the bachelorette, but all the contestants are a part of New York City Department of Sanitation. Million dollar idea or what? The way that I would love to do that. Um, hope you and the kittens have a magical week. One, four, three. Love you lots. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, this next one says, help, should I have my boyfriend move in? Hi, Carly, Robert, and Stanley. I love listening to your podcast and how honest you are. It's seriously the best part of my Mondays. And I love how your advice is fun, but also super helpful. I'm a heterosexual female in my mid thirties, never married, no kids. I'm very independent, have lived on my own for 15 years. And to tell the truth, that's the way I like it. I'm a creature of habit, very organized and clean. And I like to do things my way, especially when it comes to my home and belongings. Uh, Here's a problem. I've been with my boyfriend for over two and a half years. I'm very much in love with him. I can list all the wonderful things about him, but you guys have better things to do. He very much wants to move in with me. His lease is up in March of this year, but I convinced him uh, to extend his lease another six months because I have hesitation to live with another person. Nothing to do with him, although he's very laid back, not necessarily messy, but just not as organized as me because who is and more to do with me. Uh, He also works 100% from home and I don't. So it's bothering me that I'll never get the house to myself. I've had the house to myself for 15 years and sharing it with somebody who never leaves is I'm already dreading it. I realize I'm being silly. And if I want to stay with this man forever, I'm going to have to put my big girl pants on and live together. I'm not really sure what my question is. I guess I'm just hoping for some nice blunt words to make me realize that if I don't share my home, I might lose the guy I'm in love with. And then she gives a fuck, Mary kill. So... Here's the thing. I'm not going to give you any blunt words because I a thousand percent agree with you. I get it. Living, living with somebody is really difficult. And if you're not 100% on the same page that you both want to do it, I think that it's going to do nothing but like spark resentment and problems, you know, because even when you are a hundred percent, you still go into it and you go, Oh my God, this guy, he put his freaking soul de Janeiro bum bum cream on my counter. Not the Sol de Janeiro. You know? So I get it. I get it. Uh, I think you have two options there. Number one, um, well, maybe you have more than two. Let's see. Number one, maybe if you guys, if you want your own space, maybe you guys can get a little bit bigger of an apartment since it'll be two income household at that point. Um, maybe you can get, if you have a one bedroom, get a two bedroom and that way you can have your own space and try and explain to him that, you know, you're used to living by yourself and you, it's important to you that you have your own space in the house, right? Um, you can do that. You can tell him, can you please extend your lease for another year? Uh, I'm just, I love you. I love you so much, but we can, you know, spend the rest of our lives together. I think one more year isn't too much um, to ask. And then you can get your head 
you know, space in, in the right spot. Um, or what's your, what would your other option be? If I were you, I would probably ask him to extend it a little bit longer because it doesn't feel like you're not, it doesn't feel like you're a hundred percent, you know, but I get it. Like, I would love to never live with anyone again for the rest of my life, except for my cats, you know, unless something has four legs and a fluffy tail, you gotta be, I, you gotta convince me at this point. Cause I've had some, some experiences. Um, but maybe ask him to extend it or get a bigger apartment together. I don't think you're crazy for that. Trust me. Um, let's go to this next one. This one says not so sneaky refrigerator man, SOS refrigerator man. Hi, Carly. I absolutely love you, Robert and Stan. You at Stanley XOXO right on the lips. P.S. Please come to downtown Pittsburgh. Oh my God. Do I have a shortish story for you? Help. Is this weird? I need your fair, fairy God sisterly advice. Okay. Let's get into it. So I met a guy on hinge and we finally had our first date, um, talking for about a week over text and he was way cuter in person. All was going well. We literally sat and talked for like six and a half hours. There was some moments of silence, which were weird, but I was like, oh, it's been six hours. So maybe it's just me and this man is tired. We met up at 8 p.m. and he left at 3 a.m. But then he said verbatim, well, I think we've talked about everything. There's just one more thing to check. And internally, I was like, oh my God, why would you say it like that? And oh my God, maybe it was because I haven't kissed anyone in a hot minute, but he went in for a full makeout and I literally did not feel one thing. I was just like, this is so awkward. Is this normal? Could this just be bad timing? <clears throat> because we literally had a long moment of silence before this. And then it gets weird. We come into my apartment just so he could grab his things. And he went through my kitchen cabinets and refrigerator. What? I was like, um, what are you looking for? And he goes, oh, I'm just looking. And I go, uh, okay, don't do that. And he continued to examine the inside of my refrigerator. And I felt so weird and violated. Like I get it, girl. It's just a fridge, but it wasn't like spotless. And then he left and I'm like, did this man just really go through my refrigerator and kitchen cabinets? They weren't organized. I wasn't expecting to look inside them. It's so funny that women get insecure about the way the inside of their cabinets look. Don't worry about that girl. I once had a disaster in my closet and this guy, like this guy that I was like dating at the time had come over and he opened the door and I went, no, and I, I swear, like, girl, it was like life was happening in slow motion. To, it was like a movie. He would, I saw him, his hand go on the knob and he started opening the door. No! I was not freaking prepared for that because my damn closet is a damn pigsty. But it's just too many clothes everywhere. But I get it. I get it. No, that's such a violation. Why would you go? That's like going through someone's like, bathroom cabinets with them standing right there. It's like, what are you doing? I would absolutely not have him over again. And I, and if he, the kiss wasn't good, you know, of course, first kisses sometimes could be really awkward, but I'm just like, are you feeling him? I don't know, girl. It doesn't feel like you like him. And also like, to me, don't go in my fridge. You don't live here, but you did say he was cute. So I don't know how you're feeling about him. Um, Keep us posted on that because that that just seems like a first date that's way too comfortable. Um, also, the lead up to the kiss, like saying that, I don't know. I don't know. I think I got the ick. 
I think I got the egg for him. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our sponsors this week. Uh, Secret Keepers is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women experience weakened or thinning hair, but thousands of women have taken control of their hair with Nutrafol. Improve your hair growth with less shedding through all stages of life. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. I have been on Nutrafol for, I would say, probably closer to like four months, maybe five months now. And I really do feel like my hair is shinier. It's healthier. It's growing and we're trying to get share hair. That's the goal. So Nutrafol has definitely helped. And I was, I was, uh, at the beach with my friends last week and a couple of them were like, I really love Nutrafol. And I was like, Oh my God, they sponsor the podcast. So you could, you could hear, you know, that's like a true, that's a true, um, like, uh, representation too, when you hear it from other people. So Nutrafol is 100% drug-free. It's only natural, clinically effective botanicals. It works by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and your metabolism. When you subscribe, you receive monthly deliveries, so you never miss a dose. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth in six months. Grow thicker, healthier hair, and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and use promo code SECRET for new customers, get $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer available anywhere and only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Please, I'm sorry, plus get free shipping on every order. So $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code secret. Stand up for your strands and get Nutrafol. Um, this next one says, Hey, Carly and the kittens. Uh, the, the title of this email, by the way, is need some life advice. Hey, Carly and the kitten. So I finally met a girl who I really like, and I could see a future with, but she has a kid and doesn't want any more. My last relationship, we were definitely talking about having kids. And I feel like I wasted time staying in a bad relationship because I'm getting older and I didn't want to start all over with somebody else. At this point, I'm not hundred percent positive that I even want a kid, but if I stay with this girl, then I for sure never will. I'm in my late thirties. So it's really now or never it's new with my girlfriend. So I feel like even bringing this up would be way too much pressure and could even ruin the relationship just because it would always be in the back of her mind that I'm not truly committed to her because I could one day dump her and try and be with somebody who wants to have a kid. Uh, this is really tough because I really like this girl. What do you think? Really appreciate you reading this and any help you can offer PS. Oh, well, thank you so much. (laughs) Um, I think this is so common. It's so relatable, right? There's people who definitely like, I know people that are like, I want to have a baby. Like I was born to have a baby. I want to, I've wanted to have a baby since I was X age. Like even my mom is like, my mom says all the time, like I was put on this earth to have kids. And then, you know, on the other end of the coin, she did tell me that, um, I was born because of a broken condom. So it doesn't, it doesn't really feel that way. Um, but at the end of the day, she's like, she wanted to have kids her whole life. Right. So there's the other side of it where like, kind of like where I am, where I'm like, if I'm with somebody that I really want to have a kid with, I will have a kid, but it's not my number one priority. Um, I think the thought of it itself, just having a child is so scary, especially if you're somebody who like, you're in your adult life. Like I'm in my thirties, you're in your thirties. It's something that's like, I've lived a really great, happy, free, you know, life. Um, 
up until this point, and you think of all the things that come with having a child and what a huge responsibility is and how, you know, how much time goes into it and it's the rest of your life. And it's all of these thoughts are totally normal to have and it's scary, right? But there's still a part of me that's like, maybe I should have a kid. Like I'm getting to that age. I'm getting to that point. And do I, I don't know if I necessarily, you know, have wanted one forever, but I know if I had one, I would be a good mom. It's just like a very conflicting and confusing situation. I also was with somebody once that he was like, I never want kids ever, ever, ever. I do not want kids. And I was like, I don't like that. And I don't know why I didn't like it, but I just didn't like it. I think it's just the knowing that it can never happen really, really bothered me. Um, and again, that's coming from somebody who d- it still isn't sure. But the the fact that it was so finite, it was like, this is definitely never happening. It made me kind of go, all right, well, let me back away because I don't know what's going to happen in, in my future, you know? So I understand where you're coming from. I think it's very relatable. Um, and I'm sure even, you know, people with kids will tell you that they went through the same thing. It's just, it's a huge uh, responsibility and life change. But I, I, I'm trying to put myself in your situation because it, it's tough. It's tough. Like you said, she already has a kid, number one. To me, it's like, if you think that, cause you had mentioned in your email, like I wasted so much time with the wrong person, um, because I just didn't want to start all over again. And that's kind of like this cycle that we all get ourselves into in relationships where it's like, eh, they're, this isn't what I thought I was going to, you know, like where I thought I was going to be in my life, but I'm already here. And it's like too late and blah, blah. It's not too late. Um, I think like maybe if anything, um, we can learn from those experiences where we're not sticking around in relationships too long when we know that there's just something not right. And you know, like I've been in relationships with people for a year and been like the entire year been like, this isn't my person. I'm not going to marry him. I'm not going to be with him forever, you know? So we can learn from that. And I won't do that anymore. I, I just won't do it. It's, it's a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time. You end up getting more hurt in the end. So if you feel like this is something that you might want and it you aren't okay with it being definitely never happening, I think that that's a choice that you need to make in terms of like either have the conversation with your girlfriend, see if she would be open to having another kid. Um, and if she wouldn't, then, then you make your choice from there. Um, but don't be afraid to tell her, like just as much as she has a right to say, like, I'm done. I don't want any more kids. You have a right to say, well, I do, or I think I might want to, you know, it's don't feel ashamed of being open about that. It's a, it's a huge conversation that you need to have. Um, but don't stick around if it's something that you, you know, that you think you might want. Um, okay. So this one says, why the F for men? girl girl okay carly please for the love of god explain to me what the fuck happened because i'm so confused i had a date plan with a hot south southwest pilot Ooh, old i already don't trust him though i don't know why 
Uh, older, handsome guy. He's 49. I'm 32. He was flying to Dallas for the night and he made resis at this amazing sushi spot. And I was looking forward to it. We immediately hit it off. Witty banter, good combo, a true gentleman. He kept giving me cute compliments and affirmations. We decided to do a bit of a bar crawl um, and the good times continue at this swanky little cocktail bar. He even leaned in and kissed me, um, tucked away in our booth. And it was cute little moment. Tell me why in the middle of talking and nothing related whatsoever, he starts smiling and said, I really should and tell you this. And I was like, um, no, you definitely should tell me, um, not knowing where he was going. And he tells me one time during a flight, a, a flight attendant. Oh my God, this is going to be juicy. A flight attendant called him. Oh my God. Called him on the phone at the back of the plane and started telling him how much she liked him and started talking dirty to him. She pulled the phone into the bathroom and he could hear her vibrator and they had phone sex. Oh, <gasps> on the phone while he was flying a plane. Now I have a question. What went through this man's head that said, you know what? I'm on a first date. I'm I'm going out with this girl. Where'd you guys go? You went to sushi. We're at a nice sushi restaurant. We're kissing. We're in love with it. It feels it's giving love. We're feeling love. I'm going to tell her about something raunchy about another woman. What in your, what went through that head of yours? She says, it was so random. It's not like we were discussing crazy past sexual experience. It was truly out of nowhere. And I had no idea how to respond. I said, so wait a minute, there was a co-pilot next to you. And he kind of just laughed it off, changed the subject and carried on talking about whatever else. I was so dazed. And I just sat there with a weird smile on my face. Shortly after I told him I needed to get home since I had an early morning. And of course he asked if he could come back to mine. Mm-mm. I said, maybe next time. And he said, there definitely will be a next time. Carly, why the fuck are men? What was that? The date was actually one of the better dates I've had. I had been on until that I wasn't going in with experience whatsoever. So I'm not devastated or anything. I'm sorry. I wasn't going in with expectations whatsoever. So I'm not devastated or anything. I just feel like I need some type of explanation of what the fuck that was. Help. Uh, P.S. Good for that flight attendant. If you're a listener, get it, girl. Um, Yeah. I mean, one thing about me is I would never date this guy. I don't know why it's not. I don't want to go the rest of our relationship knowing that story. (laughs) Like, I just don't feel like I need to know things like that. I don't even want to know that you, I don't even want to know about anything in your past relationship wise. Hell no, not interested. Don't care. It's not important. I'm I'm here now. What are we doing? Why are we reflecting now? Why are we reflecting? I would never in a million years tell a sexual story to anyone that I'm dating, whether it's a first date or you've been together for five years. It's just not happening. You know? That would be something that even if I continue dating him, it would just be stuck in the back of my head. So me personally, couldn't be me. If you're like someone that could just be like, all right, well, that was kind of weird, but let's see where this goes. Um, then that's another thing. That's another situation. You have every right to feel that way. Um, but yeah, girl, I mean, I would at least if I were you, if you're going to see him again, ask him what the fuck that was. You could just say like, if you guys make plans again, you could just be like, Hey, could we not, um, reminisce this time? (laughs) Can we not, uh, recount? as much on this date, date number two. 
Or you can just say, like, if he starts telling another story, which I mean, at that point, you just got to call it. But if he starts telling another story, you could just be like, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't want to hear this. I don't like this. I'll do that sometimes. I go, I hate this conversation. I don't like it. You know? Who cares? You don't owe him anything. You know? Uh, This one says, oh, my God, I'm drunk. And I hope you get this last minute. Hi, Carly and the Pussycats. I love listening to you every single Monday. Kiss y'all right on the lips. Okay, so I'm drunk and right now in my feelings and I figured who else would be better to ask for advice than my girly Carly. Uh, This is a long story, so brace yourself up. So me and let's call him Cinnamon for entertainment purposes, used to date eight years ago. We were both in relationships at the time, 20 and 21, and we ended up dating for six months after leaving our partners. He moved into a different city and broke my heart. I had an entire six-year relationship after him that failed and two kids in the time between. He had called me like a year ago on Instagram, but I missed the call and ended up letting it go. About four months ago, I followed him on Instagram. And he ended up following me back. This man called me on a random night to tell me how much he loves me and that he's always loved me. Only problem is that he had a girlfriend at the time he called me. He ended things with her and got his own place. Um, We started hanging out a lot, but recently he's just seemed pretty distant and asked for us to take a step back. Mm -hmm. Because he's not ready for a relationship like this yet, but he will be. He says he still wants a future with me, but he just needs to take a step back for a minute. He hasn't asked for anything sexual ever since, and he's kept constant communication, and he constantly tells me how much I mean to him. Should I believe that he just needs time, or is he playing me? Girly, I need your advice, please. I hope you read this. I'll... I'll die hearing you give me advice on this, even though I know it's pretty obvious. Also, let me give you fuck, Mary kill. So, Okay. <laughs> This fuck Mary kill is very uh, obscure. So, okay. Here's the thing. Um, if you want to take a step back, I, if it was me, and again, I can't tell you guys what to do, but it's reading like to me, here's the, here is the number one thing we always need to keep in mind. Other than if he wanted to, he would, it's met a man will, fight for whatever it is that he wants, period. If he wants to be with you, he'll take planes, trains, and automobiles to be with you. It's never going to be like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. No, because if the feelings are there, it doesn't matter. You fight for the person that you want to be with, period. That's men and women. I think we've all been in situations where we were in really difficult um, scenarios when it comes to dating, but you, you try, you give it a shot because you really like the person. In my opinion, he wanted to know that you still would give him a chance. He's going to say what he needs to say. I love you. I've always loved you. You were the one that got away. I can't stop thinking about you. I hate the way things ended between us, whatever. Right. First of all, red flag. He had a girlfriend when he hit you up. That's number one red flag. Okay. And He's going to say what he needs to say to get back together with you. And then when he knows he has you, he's going to take a step back. If I'm you, I'm playing it like this. Okay, cool. You want to take a step back. I'm taking 10 steps back and I might answer your phone calls every once in a while, but I'm not going to be around at your beck and call. I'm not here to, I'm not here as your friend. I don't want to talk to you. I'm not here to like fill this emotional void that you're feeling since you got out of your relationship. 
you know, we're not friends. I don't want to talk to you. If, since you want to take a step back, let's take it. And if you call me, I might be around to answer maybe, you know, and that might seem harsh, but it's like, you're clowning on me, you know? I'm sorry. I just got all riled up. I, I got all riled up. It's too much coffee again, ladies. I'm stressed. What are you going to do? But uh, yeah, girl, it wouldn't. To me, if you have to question someone's feelings for you, there's your answer. You know, if you have to question how somebody feels about you and how they view you, that in and of itself is your answer. You don't need to ask questions if somebody's really all in. Um, this seems like a guy who's a little manipulative. He wants to know that he still has you. And then when he has you, he, he's going to take a step back, right? Cool. I'll take a step back into another country and you will never see me again. Cool. Yeah, I'll take a step back. If anytime a guy's told me he wants to take a little step back or pump the brakes, I literally never, I, they have never have seen me again. They think I'm missing. I'm surprised that there hasn't been an Amber alert about me quite a few times. Because I will just go missing. I will just go missing. Okay, cool. You want to take a step back? Cool. Bye. <laughs> I just don't have time for it. I just can't do it anymore. I think I'm too, we're, we're too, we know too much already. I've seen enough. We're done. You know? And I said this on the Patreon a couple weeks ago. I said, guys, either treat you like shit and don't appreciate you, or you have to get a restraining order against them. There's absolutely no healthy balance in between. It's one extreme or the other. It's either I'm, I might, you know, like they're, they're clowning on us or they are like scaring us. You know, they're making us petrified and they're showing up at our house. Like there's no in between. It's no like, Oh no, he's normal. He's cool. He's chill. But that's that. Let's do this. Um, fuck Mary kill. I, I do have to look one of these up because like I said, this is obscure. She said, sorry, I'm a mom. So this is my fuck Mary kill. Hold on. It's blippy Barney and Wee Herman. Let me see blippy. Uh, I know Barney. I know Wee Herman. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Blippy. He's got a hat. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and kill blippy. I'm um, just looking at him really, really, really makes me infuriated. Um, and then I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna marry Pee Wee Herman. Right. And then I guess I'll fuck Barney. That would be fun. You kind of got to fuck Barney. I'm like, do you marry Barney? Well, I think you got to marry Pee Wee Herman. I don't know why, but you just do. It feels more right. And he's fun. He likes to dance. He's got a lot of cool friends. You know, it would be a fun marriage for sure. But anywho, I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. Um, you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And on the 13th, next Monday, my Netflix thing is coming out. So that's very exciting. And I love you guys. And I'll talk to you soon. I hope you have a great week. Bye.